another edition of player one here on sin i am executive producer connor joined alongside by jacob howdy and the, a member of the season three crew who is dancing right now great for an audio medium jay oh, what's what's good what's good yeah what's up <laughs> <laughs> i love all that build up just for like a what's up <laughs> yeah uh Yes, yeah, we are all doing absolutely well. On the day of recording, it is uh, the countdown to lockdown. Um, six weeks. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> it's either oh boy. The absolute disdain. But with that extra time at home, it does give you a chance, however, to listen to some more Player One content. And I think I know the great places for that content. Of course, it is on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Omni, Stitcher, all those great places. And while you're at it, when you're listening to our podcast, if you want to, you know, check us out on the social medias, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And whilst you're scanning through your socials and you want something else to read, go check out the SIN website at sin.org.au where you can uh, check out some fantastic articles done by Player One contributors. We have, of course, the Animal Crossing review and Last of Us Part 2 expectations from Aleni. I'm hoping a, a full review of that very shortly in the near future. And just a ton of great stuff all around, and we have a packed show. But until then, we are going to go into a groovy little song. How about that, gentlemen? Ooh, what do we have? A bit, of a bit of a shuffle. Well, the first song is Word of the Day by Rat Hammock. Now, this is from the Sweet 16 playlist here on Sin. You are listening to Player One with Connor, Jacob, and Jay. And that was Word of the Day by Rat Hammock from the Sweet 16 playlist. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And uh, Jacob, I'm going to let you take over the rapid fire news. All right, we have a packed week, uh, as always, really. Uh, firstly, we have news that Ninja may be going to YouTube. Uh, there is a new League of Legends champion that was released. Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood has been delayed until next year. Uh, Main Gear launches the Ryzen XT gaming PC that is, quote unquote, no larger than a shoebox. Ubisoft and Evo. Online are both hit with sexual misconduct accusations. Um, Captain America has been added to Fortnite. Westworld showrunners are creating a Fallout show for Amazon. Fans are upset with Crisis Remastered's gameplay, uh, sorry, graphics even. Uh, so Crytek is delaying the game. Uh, Microsoft has announced they will ban Forza players who add the Confederate flag to their digital cars. 
Rockstar are working on a AAA open-world VR game. The Last of Us 2 uh, devs Naughty Dog have responded to online harassment. Uh, Xbox has announced that a showcase of Xbox Series X games, including first-party titles, will be broadcasted on July 23rd. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 Spanish voice actors have said they have finished their work on the game. And it's been announced uh, that Xbox Series X and PS5 games will have a rise in retail prices. Yes, there is a lot about that. I, I, I find it funny oh. how it's, it's the Spanish voice actors. Of yeah, Zelda what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's that a bit of a surprise. But if you're looking out for the game and you get your fingers crossed for a close release, if they finish the voice acting, it might be closer yeah. than we think. It's good to know Corona hasn't delayed that. Like, every other game seems to be delayed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking um, of good guys, though, Crytek. Like, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was surprising. They've pulled yeah. a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and been like, all right, we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've just gone, we'll fix that one. There was a trailer released where the game, the remastered of Crisis, did not reach the expectation of the PC community because Crisis is the game that pretty much uh, set PCs on fire. So they want to have their PC set on fire. Um, Jay, do you want your PC on fire? Oh, hell yeah. You can mean I spent uh, too much, that, like more than I'm willing to share on this PC. And if it's not set on fire by the time uh, Crisis Remastered comes out, I'm not using it properly. Fair. Uh, that's a fair point. And of course, um, yeah, the Xbox Series X showcase. Yeah, that is, that's going to be interesting because I, there's got to be a major first party title within all that. Yeah, I'm expecting to hear Halo. Yeah, I, I want something new, something different. Yeah, fingers crossed. True. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. You know, it's always, it's always Halo. It's, it's, yeah, it, like it's it, always it, Halo. It's a Gears. It's a Forza. Like, give it, us something unique. Yeah, it's it's Microsoft. They've uh, they've had a bad track track record with that, of course. So. And uh, Jay, how about you list off some rapid fire releases? Okay, okay, okay. It's me. It's Jay. I've got rapid fire releases for you today. It's cross code PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, July 9th. Elden Path of the Forgotten for Switch and PC, July 10th. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, July 10th. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, Switch uh, for the July 10th. F1 yes! 2020, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, PC. Stadia? Okay, cool. July 10th. NASCAR <laughs> Heat 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, July 10th. Sword Art Online, Alic- Alicization Lycoris, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, July 10th. Neon Abyss, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, July 14th. Rocket Arena, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, July 14th. Death Stranding for the PC, July 15th. Oh, that was, that was rapid fire. Uh, I, 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 need, I need to say my piece on this. Go nuts. I'm hyped for Deadly Premonition 2. I am so freaking hyped. I'm picking up that day one. Oh, I'm so excited. I love the first game. I know I shouldn't, but I do. And I'm really excited about this. I'm scared it's going to be a polished game for once. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm hoping for more um, more memes to come from the game because oh, the first one was so good at just being funny. I've got to do like a full review of the first game. Like, it's oh. so good. I love it. Like it. <laughs> the room of games. The room of the movie of games. And, yeah. and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. That's a 
I didn't expect a sequel to that. I did play the um, original one, and that was really good. Like that was fantastic. So to see that a sequel's coming out, I get behind that. That was a fun little like, you know, two D Castlevania throwback. So yeah, I'm very excited about that one, and I'm also very excited about our next Sweet Sixteen song. It Ooh. is Big Yellow Van by Pop Filter. <laughs> You are listening to Player One on Scene with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was Big Yellow Van by Pop Filter from the Sweet 16 playlist. You are listening to Player One on Scene with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. Uh, gentlemen, what have you been playing? Would you like to go first, Jacob? You got this? Yeah, I don't mind going first. Uh, unfortunately, I've had a bit of a busy week, but uh, I did end up picking a game up and... Um, I've only just started it. I've only played maybe 10 minutes into it, unfortunately. But that game is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And this was very much a uh, on a whim buy, but I plan on playing through it completely blind, uh, something I don't do often with games anymore. Um, and yeah, look, just based on what I've played, it's really, really, really good. Um, and... Hopefully, maybe, cross your fingers. I might see if I can do a bit of a review on that one. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Get that content (laughs) out there. Yes, the content. (laughs) Oh, God. Jay, what have you been playing? Okay, I won't won't go into big detail. I'll list my Steam library because this is... (laughs) It literally says this week. So in the last week, I've touched on or played a few hours of uh, Dead by Daylight, Dragon Age Inquisition, Katana Zero, Pills of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Gang Beast, Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, Zombies, The Forest, Tabletop Simulator, Counter Strike, The Phantom Pain, uh, Metal Gear The Phantom Pain, uh, a game that I found on a whim called Prop and Seek, and it's, it's a piece of crap, Stardew Valley, all of the Jackbox games, and a horror game called Pacify. And I've just been grinding them out because, uh, you know, I, I am not one for single-player games. I'm very much a multiplayer, get the, get the squad, squad up, play some Dead by Daylight, rank up. And I decided, no, heck with that, I'm going to start getting uh, single-player games. So I got Dragon Age Inquisition, which is like a completely story-driven game, and Pills of Tony 2, Deadfire, and Katana Zero. And it is insane. I've never felt so lonely while having so much fun. <laughs> Katana Zero is a great choice. I've played yeah. that and it was just an amazing game. I freaking highly recommend it to everybody. So badass. You're just cutting people down. Amazing story. Funny. It's it's got comedy that's funny. It's not just cringy comedy. <laughs> so good. And speaking of um Dead by Daylight, um, have you purchased the um Silent Hill DLC at all? Uh well, <laughs> I don't want to make myself dig a bigger hole. I've purchased every DLC for Dead by Daylight that has ever come out. Ooh. And I do not regret a single moment of it. I've got all of it. And I'm, I just, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. I hit rank two the other day, which is the second highest rank in the game besides rank one. And I, I don't know. I've just, honestly, it's been such a good, it's been such a climb. And I just want to thank my parents. I want to thank them for <laughs> there for me. So I'll take that as a yes, you do have the Silent Hill yes. DLC. Plus, I love the game Silent Hill in the first place. The franchise is amazing. So I had mm, to have you, play, have you had the chance to play as Pyramid Head? Oh, yeah. I've played, I've played him once or twice. But um, Can you um, explain scary. what his abilities are like? Because I'm interested uh, in this. He is... If, you're, if you can play him right, he's broken. In Dead by Daylight, the objective for the survivors is to survive and do generators to get out. But for the killer, 
it's to down survivors by hitting them, you know, getting them knocked out and then putting them on a hook, like a meat hook. And if you stay on the hook for too long while hitting skill checks that come up on your screen, well, not, well, you just have to spam the space bar, you die. And the pyramid head completely ignores all of that. So instead of having to hook a survivor, which is the point of being a killer, his abilities allow you to just not, not even have to hook them. It takes all the time away from picking up the survivor, going to the nearest hook, the hook animation, and then hunting down the survivor that you lost because you were too busy hooking this one. So you can, if someone, if someone walks through, you leave trails of blood, if someone walks through it and they get downed, you can send them to the cage of penance and it just, they sink into the ground and they come out in a little cage shaking, like, like in Silent Hill, they're in a cage and you have to hit skill checks. It's insane. It, it streamlines the game. It's really good for people who want to start playing. It's weird that they introduced him and I guess to make it easier for people who like Silent Hill and are just coming to the game because of Silent Hill, they made the killer a lot easier to play. It's really good. As someone who is a fan of Silent Hill, I am disappointed that they're like, this is the closest we're going to get to a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just be happy we're not getting a uh, Pachinko Machine game on Game Pass or something like that. (laughs) Excuse me. me, That would be amazing. (laughs) Silent Hill Pachinko (laughs) Machine. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I'm going to quickly scan through what I have been playing. And I have been always... There's always a lot, and currently in my backlog, I am playing through the Duke Nukem 20th Anniversary uh, World Tour. Um, I'm stuck on a level because I have no idea where to go and how to open the <laughs> door, but I've tried everything and it just won't work. Um, I've been enjoying that. It's great to play some good old-fashioned Duke. You can seamlessly switch between the old style and the new style of graphics, like just on the fly without even thinking. Like It's really good, actually. I think it's freaking fantastic. And then on top of that, I have also been playing more um, CTR, some Crash Team Racing. So I am wanting to really give myself a challenge. And I am trying to like platinum all the time trials. So all the, um, all the box challenges, I want to get platinum relics. I will not accept Sapphire. I will not accept gold. I must only accept platinum. And I have about seven so far. That's uh, that, that is a very, very um, difficult task. And look, it more really power is. to you. It really is. Currently, the one I'm really stuck on is Sewer Speedway. Um, Ooh, because, yeah. because the level is so wide, it's very difficult to try and get all the boxes. Because in uh. CTR... If you finish the time trial and get all the boxes, it knocks off 10 seconds. So that's, that can be the difference between getting a gold relic and a platinum relic. Um, currently, I have the platinum relics for Crash Cove, uh, Ruse Tubes, uh, Mystery Caves, um, Jungle Boogie from Crash Nitro Karts, uh, Tiger Temple, Tiny Temple, and, and Tiny Temple. So... I'm slowly getting through each one of them in CTR. So that's sort of going to be my big challenge of my gaming life. <laughs> I'm next time. If I complete this, I am like, I'm there's going to be patches of hair that are going to be gone because I've literally just ripped it out <laughs> of frustration. It's that bad, <laughs> but uh, we're going to 
calm down instead. And we're going to go into another song. And this is Half a Man by Dean Lewis. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay and Jacob. And that was Half a Man by Dean Lewis. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay and Jacob. And Sega has announced a, a mini arcade cabinet that will come pre-installed with 36 games. And it got me thinking of ideas of what do we want as an arcade machine? Because Mm. we've had, you know, we've had Sega, we've had a bajillion SNK machines, let's be honest here. Um, What do, what would we want as something unique to those? I think, uh, at least for myself, one of the first things that comes to mind would be um, pre-NES uh, and even NES uh, when that was releasing arcade games. So the games that you know didn't really make the uh, NES or anything like that, but were Nintendo Arcade uh, and ones that you usually see in packages and resold a thousand times on Nintendo's eShops. I'd love to see, uh, you know, here's your, your Donkey Kong, here's a collection of other nintendo games all just sat into one doesn't have to be too many games you can have maybe three four five um but i reckon it would be a great way to sell them and honestly i love the idea of playing the like the original versus such co-op mario bros um with a friend on an arcade machine that sounds like a lot of fun to me Hmm. jay any ideas that pop into your head because i've got a couple yeah, I was thinking when I when I was asked this question, we asked it before uh, recording. I was thinking, and my I randomly threw out a game that I wanted to see just because I haven't got another one from this franchise in a while. But I realized the more I thought about it, how wo- how well it works on an arcade machine, and that's the Super Meat Boy games and that style of game, that yes. genre of game, even Ori Ori on like an a, a arcade system because it's a simple control, it's a platformer, and they work well on arcades. And I just thought. The music's amazing. You can get that that eight bit in there if you want. It works so well, and I just I really want another Super Meat Boy game. And I know they're not going to give it to me, but I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been one for like eight, like uh, rumored for ages? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, rumored. Keyword fans <laughs> sad, shutting down. Poor <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay. Yeah, no, Jay, if you're about to, to jump in. I was going to say, like, with Meat Boy, how, how would that work? Because the game is built, um, the, obviously the original game is built to have you try a million times in an arcade style. How many lives would you per oh, save yeah. people? Uh, uh, that would be a quarter play? cruncher. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It would be, you know what, that would, that would make you so much. Well, unless they, yeah, I guess they can make it, like, a lots, lots of lives. Or maybe like a, if here's you were, 10 if lives. Were, yeah, or this would be a weird way to do it. But it, I know no arcade system will ever implement this but you start off not paying and the amount of money, the amount of times you die, you have to de- you have to pay the debt of your deaths. So if you die like a hundred times, you gotta, you gotta pay 20 bucks or something. And then you gotta cut like, and if you don't, I don't know, sirens, cops, they'll get you, man. Crack down on the, on the real criminals out there. The ones not paying the arcade tokens. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can get behind that. Um, I want to see like an indie bundle of yeah. some sort to so have like a an arcade cabinet full of like i don't know like yeah super meat boy would definitely be one of them something like braid um like the original indie platformer almost um like game? 
Yeah, or maybe not Limbo, because mm. you, you want you want games that sort of pop in an yeah. arcade. Yeah, maybe some Metroidvanias. Yeah, that's it. Definitely a bunch of indie games, but like in my head, oh, what the golf? Yeah, why did I think of that? What the golf would be fantastic for an arcade. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like a the, very what's it the driving ones where there's four driving ones next to each other, but it's what the golf with friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, that sounds insane. awesome. And like the main control is a golf club. That would be that'd be perfect. <laughs> it really would. Million dollar like, idea. Go on. Because just... here's the thing. They've, they've put mobile games in arcade machines. Like if you've seen like freaking Flappy Bird is an yeah. arcade machine now. Um, Crossy oh, Road is one. Crossy Road, yeah. Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> so yeah, what the golf is actually. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, God. Like, Speaking of indies, you could probably chuck something like Shantae or something on there. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Something aggravating. Something that'll get people something in arcades nervous. Aggravating. Get over so, it with, with the I, sledgehammer. As I look at my Switch, I see um, Lumens Remastered. Lumens is a great puzzle game. That would be mm. fun for an arcade because so the Ooh. game, the music, the backgrounds, like they just pop instantly. That would be a great one in my opinion. I'd love to see Cuphead as an arcade, as an arcade yeah. game. That, that'd be a quarter. That'd be a quarter cruncher. That'd oh, yeah. be a quarter cruncher. You'd have to get good at that. Um, Castle Crashes. That's kind of an arcade game. Yeah, it's got the gimmick going with when you get down. Oh, I got a great one as well. Okay, Thumper. Now Thumper it. is like a a rhythm horror game. Yeah. I could see, I could see it with like four different sort of pads and you hit them like drums oh yeah okay yeah. that would be cool like that i would be super super keen on definitely definitely there's definitely such a potential for indie games to expand to arcade machines obviously cost is one thing um that may prohibit some but it, there's a world of potential there especially with some of them that really pop to the eye like mm-hmm. even the simpler games like what the golf it what the golf prides itself on its stupidity <laughs> that's what i really like about it and that's what everyone loves about what the golf it's a golf game for people who don't like golf <laughs> i eat me <laughs> and everyone in this chat <laughs> like let's be honest here yeah but, yeah oh there's such a world of like potential in that people who play and, golf probably don't even like golf <laughs> Yeah, they just, just go for the drive. They just go to the driving range, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're we're awful, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we're. Gr- uh, so we're going to go into another song. Uh, this is "You Ought to Know" by Al- Alanis Morissetti. Uh, Alanis Morissette. To- Yes, thank <laughs> That's you, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you are listening to Player One on Sid with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Did I, did I get that right? Or oh, close enough? Alanis Morissette, close enough. One of the most famous musicians of the last 20 years, but yeah, all right. <laughs> I've never heard of this person before. Sounds actually. like a spaghetti. Morissetti? Yeah, you have. <laughs> have I? We probably have. And in my pocket. Doesn't ring no, a bell. Anyway, you're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. Um, though we like to have fun here, 
and do silly gags. We do sometimes have to go into some extremely um, serious topics. Um, firstly, before we get into this, listener discretion is heavily advised, as this will contain um, talks of sexual abuse. Um, this is definitely something serious, not just in gaming, but around the world um, with a speaking out movement. Um, Jacob, you have been very like closely following this topic, so I want you to take the floor on this one. Um, yeah, so as, as Connor said, uh, the, the X is thrown up, user discretion needed. Um, it, best way to put it, I guess, short way is the Smash and larger fighting game community, uh, at least the competitive side of it, has been rocked by hundreds and hundreds of allegations regarding very, very serious uh, crimes, um, regarding all sorts of harassment and much, much worse. Um, this has very much, as I said, rocked the community with a lot of the uh, competitive stars and uh, those who were very much top of their uh, tier uh, being called out and accused for years and years and years of abuse. Um, with stars such as Nairo, Zero, Ally, Girthquake, Esam, uh, and Sky Williams, uh, all are now uh, under investigation for uh, crimes against women, children, um, and men, and everyone in, in between. And this has, it really has shook everyone because it's not just, it's not similar to, I guess, the accusations and the, I guess, for lack of better word, trend we see in some. Um, this has very much spanned beyond that with uh, at least a Reddit post I was following uh, that was keeping track of everyone. As of, I believe, Monday uh, the 6th, uh, it had 102 separate uh, people accused of separate crimes within the Smash Bros uh, community on its own. Um, of course, you know, this is a horrible, horrible thing. However, it is necessary remove these people from the community. Um, and it's not just players either. The CEO of Evo uh, was accused and uh, stepped down uh, very shortly after. Uh, canceling, this cancelled uh, Evo, of course, for this year, and a new CEO has been put in his place. Um, and Nintendo, of course, could not ignore a, a scandal this huge and was forced uh, to make a comment towards IGN. Uh, that comment reads, and I quote, At Nintendo, we are deeply disturbed by the allegations raised against certain members of the com uh, competitive gaming community. They, will, uh, they are absolutely impermissible. We will make it clear uh, that we condemn all acts of violence, harassment, and explo exploitation against anyone, and that we stand with the victims. Um, as I said, this is such a horrendously huge um, problem, and it, it has shown problems within not only the Smash community and the uh, players and I guess the community and people itself, but the events themselves as a lot of events have added rules that quite frankly should have been uh, the norm before this and for years prior. A lot of these uh, rules um, dealing with the protection of women and children within the events. Uh, I will read a couple from the Team Regen, which is a fairly big uh, event within the community um, things like uh, venues and the age limits will now be uh, looked at together. So 
age limits will now be venue appropriate. So under uh, minors will not be allowed into venues that happen to be bars and similar. Minors will need to be accompanied by uh, an adult uh, who is not a part of the Smash community. Uh, attendees that are found consuming alcohol at a, an event which minors can uh, attend will be given an immediate six month ban from all events. Um, and one that unfortunately has caught backlash within the community, which is quite sad, uh, is that attendees wearing any uh, clothes or uh, any sort of item that depicts any sort of uh, pornography at any of these events will catch an immediate ban of six months as well. Um, look, I mean, it's good to see that these what's happening is causing a change within the community because it is needed for these to have been happening for so long and with so many um, high-tier players and people who were very much idolised by the community. Um, it's good to see this change. Uh, hopefully, within the near future, the Smash community, uh, especially the competitive Smash community, can pick itself back up and try to, I guess, uh, rebuild itself as a safe place for uh, children, women, men, and anyone who wants to get involved. Because, simply put, these this isn't good enough for any sort of event or any sort of community. And yeah, there's not really much else I can say on it without divulging stories, which isn't my place to do so. No, it's none of our place to do so. so. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And of course, like if there are people who need to reach out for help, there's um, Kids Helpline, Beyond Blue, um, all those fantastic places who are always willing to listen and help help you through tough times if you have experienced something um, like that which frankly it's it's horrible um this isn't like obviously this is much this is a, just a massive issue mm. in every sort of industry but the fact that it's hit the i guess the competitive gaming in gaming landscape in such a way um you sometimes like to think that perhaps, oh, it's not going to happen here. Like it, it mm. sure, like it surely doesn't. But then it, like, but it happens to every industry, and you really question, you know, who, who are the right, like, it does make you question the people, the players, um, and people involved who, are, I guess, um a part of these accusations whether like you sort of feel a bit disgusted in supporting them. Um, mm. before I've definitely felt that, um, I had previously been a big admirer of Sky Williams, but mm. after hearing this, um, a little bit ago, um, yeah, no, it's not good at all. Not like, all. um, yeah, like that's really, uh, like, that's freaking rough. So bad. I think it's, also worth mentioning, uh, one of the people within this community, um, he goes by the YouTube name Alpha Red. He posted something which I very much agree with and I think is probably worth sharing. And it's um, for people not to idolise uh, YouTubers, competitive players or streamers mm -hmm. in any sort of way because end of the day, they are human just as much as we are and they are um, very much susceptible, susceptible to mistakes on any form, uh, any form of level. Uh, whether it be something tiny or something to the level in which we've seen uh, very recently. Um, and as much as it's okay to be in or inspired and so on, idolizing them isn't a healthy option. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, it's hard to really transition from something like this because it's just such a, uh, it's such a really heavy topic mm. and one that we don't want to have to talk about, but it's something that we are, we feel obligated ourselves to do. Yeah, exactly. Because this, you know, I'm going to just, this shit ain't right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so screwed up. And so, the communities, like the whole, like the rationality is, is there and now the credibility of this community, like we, it, everyone loved it and now it's uh, like, it's been rocked. Everyone doesn't know, like people are fumbling now and we've got to stay, the community's got to stay strong and get through this. Yeah, I think, I think that's a big thing too, trying to stay strong for those who are still part of the community. It, it yeah. was a mistake by some people. There are still people in the community who are putting out content and putting out whatever they can to try and, I guess, help people get through this with Smash and not put Smash in such a negative um, view. Yeah. yeah. And this, obviously, this isn't just a competitive gaming. This is gaming all around. Like, um, yeah. Ubisoft have had a similar, um, a similar story um, run throughout um, all the major news sites. Um, it's everywhere and it's both frustrating, it's sad, and you hope that you hope that with these stories coming out, it'll lead to real change in the mm. industry as a whole. Um, we are seeing that in uh, places like professional wrestling. Um, that's been one of the that's been one of the biggest within the past uh, month or so, maybe three weeks. Um, mm. And that has slowly um, led to uh, many different industries, um, people speaking out against certain people, which, you know, that's, that's good. We need people to speak out and feel like they are being heard. Um, so, man, that's rough. It's just rough all around. Um, it's difficult to transition from it. Uh, it's just, you know, you, it's just not right. It's just not right. We don't need that in a space that's meant to really invite people to enjoy their hobby, you know? Mm. So it, it all around, not good. Um, we hope that the smash, not just the smash community, not just the fighting game community, but the gaming community as a whole can improve yeah. and get better from definitely from all this. But um, we are, yeah, we are going to go into another song, hopefully to, you know, lift, lift everyone's uh, spirits. Um, no, Maybe difficult. Um, in, so we are going to play the Silent Hill theme by Edgar uh, Rothermick. I think I've gotten that right. <laughs> um, you're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was the Silent Hill theme by Edgar Rothermick. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And, uh, and gentlemen, we actually have another major news story this one's going to be very different um so warner brothers is looking to sell their oh yeah kind of, kind of sell their video game division 
And one of the big takers in this who are interested potentially is um, Microsoft. Now, I just sort of want, I sort of want you guys to understand like the full on implications of this. Let's, let's, you know, let's sit back in our lounge chairs. Let's do some armchair quarterbacking. If Microsoft were to purchase WB's video game division, I want you to think about this for a second. Microsoft will have the publishing rights to Batman, to Shadow Immortal, to Mortal Kombat. And this is a big one. The Tom and U- Jerry. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. <laughs> just took it. Just st- took the words right out of my mouth. I love it. That's it. <laughs> but the U S publishing rights to cyberpunk 2077. That is huge. Mm. Like, it hypothetically, if this were to happen, Microsoft could v- very well be one of the biggest game. Like, it is the, one of the biggest game companies in the world. But think about the power that they could hold, all the cards that they have, yeah. if they got though the right to publish those licenses. On top of that, you, you missed one that's also pretty big for a, a younger market, admittedly. But uh, they, they would end up picking up uh, through TT Games, Traveller's Tales, which would in turn mean they'd pick up the uh, Lego games. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. God, Traveller's Tales. Remember when they did something that wasn't Lego? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Literally looking at it now. And Wrath of Cortex. Since 2008. <laughs> ah. Title. No, but yeah. Like, yeah. old school PS1 titles. Traveller's Tales. I'd miss them. <laughs> but I mean, this I, is huge. I think this is this is probably the right move by Microsoft, unless they've got some under-the-table deal that we don't know of. Um, this will help them, in theory, bump up their very, very lacking um, exclusives. Yeah. Uh, if they can say that they own the Lego games, that Mortal exactly. Kombat's an exclusive, uh, all of a sudden, they actually stand up a little bit against the exclusives that PlayStation is offering. And that, that, that might really push them much further. Um, there's, again, the Batman games, they not, not as big as they used to be, but I think we reported a, a few weeks back that um, apparently there's another Batman-style game in the work. Um, NetherRealm, of course, they pick up uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice, two series that sell pretty well. Uh, and of course, they pick up Monolith, so they pick up Shadow of um, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. They have there's a lot here that they can work with for exclusives. And if I if if I was Mister Microsoft, I would definitely Mister <laughs> Mister Bill Gates. Yes, that's like, the one. <laughs> like the new Markiplier meme, I can milk this. That's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much, essentially. I mean, I've, 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 been, I've got some numbers here. So this is from an article by Eurogamer. Um, so we've got some big numbers here. Oh my God. Um, so last month, um, WB, WB Interactive's owners AT&T was reported to be seeking a sale of Warner Brothers' huge gaming division for around $4 billion. 
it would be pennies. worth that. Pennies. Not not I I, I do that weekly. Go on. <laughs> and these are there they did list some companies who are also interested in potentially getting those rights. Um, Take Two Interactive, which if you're familiar with them, they um, they own Rockstar. Mm. They own 2K. That would they, be a big buy. They are one of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, Electronic Arts, which obviously everyone knows EA, big company. Creative um, microtransactions. And, yep. And another friend of microtransactions, uh, Activision Blizzard. Oh. Um, oh with Microsoft being the latest company to throw their hat in the ring. They're all big companies there. Um, Microsoft obviously being the biggest, but any one of them could realistically get it. Yep. Now, this is... So, we've mentioned some of the games that... Or some of the licenses. Um, and let's talk about some of the companies. Rocksteady. Yeah. Who, Batman Arkham. NetherRealm Studios. Mortal Kombat. Traveler's Tales, who said Lego. Monolith Studios, the Shadow of Mordor series. And Avalanche, who is currently working on the upcoming Harry Potter game. So if either one of these companies purchase WB's games division, this is going to have post, this could it, there's no telling the impact this would have on a lot of franchises. Mm. I am with a lot of the companies. I'm kind of scared, um, especially in the hands of um, Activision Blizzard. I would be a little bit worried. Um, take two. I'm. I. I think they're probably take two and Microsoft are the two safe bets. Yeah. Especially Microsoft. Um, Man, imagine just armchair quarterbacking. Yet Mortal Kombat and Xbox exclusive. I mean, you could imagine it. Uh, you could imagine. It. I don't. Obviously, it's not going to go through uh, foot in time for the Microsoft presentation for the Xbox yeah, yeah, Series of X. But of could you imagine a, a, a kind of direct, similar to what they did last time, where they uh, where they announce a Mortal Kombat twelve? And it's an Xbox Series X exclusive. Um, a Lego game. You've got, not, admittedly, not too many of them, but you've got Microsoft's... Um, everything Microsoft owns could now be thrown into a Lego game. There's a Lego oh Halo, there's a Lego Banjo-Kazooie. Yes, uh, that's, that's what I just money. thought. Oh, my God. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. A Lego Conker's Bad Fur Day. That is amazing. <laughs> How great would like, that be? It would never happen. But how awesome would that be? So but many yeah, things yeah, no, I, Legoed. Yeah, Microsoft owns a lot. Like, they own so, so much that they don't use. And if they have the license to Lego, there's a lot of very, very, very easy money. And I'm looking at... So, looking at these companies, there are really two that I could realistically see with being Take-Two and Microsoft because... Take two, they could purchase WB games and it wouldn't cause a, it wouldn't cause too much of a dent. Hmm. 
Microsoft is a trillion dollar company. They could buy that and it would not, it wouldn't do anything to them. They could lose money on that deal, but it wouldn't matter because yeah. Microsoft have been running the Xbox at a loss since the very beginning. And now they're trying to get that, like even having some of these games as say Game Pass exclusives. Yeah. Mm. Beef Microsoft up that. Really, Microsoft really just went ahead and said, we can't make games. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, get them. been doing that for a while now though. Yeah, yeah they, like, they have. Yeah. Even just going through the list of games that like all these companies have done, I can see so many remakes and so many reboots that really just, as I said, they print money. This is a very, very, very smart um, business decision for specifically Xbox. As long as Microsoft stay out of it, I'll be fine. I don't want another nuts and bolts. I don't want another band <laughs> nuts and bolts. I would like them Fair. to make their own games. What about a Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts remaster? Oh, well, now, you, you know, I wasn't sold before. But now you got Now you're sold. <laughs> see, now I'm scared because I can see Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and, and Bolts that... and Screws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, overall, the implications are just huge. And, oh man, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited on this. Um, but I'm going to hold that excitement because I've got even more excitement. We're going to go into another song, and this is Strife by Trivium. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was Strife by Trivium. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And guys, it's finally happened. Donkey Kong Country is now coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Think about we 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 finally got it. Nearly huh. a year after SNES games have come to Nintendo Switch Online. I'm dreaming. It's really happening. It is exciting. This is yeah. This is the most exciting news out of this entire like Nintendo Switch Online thing for ages. Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, look, call, call me call me speculative, but. I I see Donkey Kong Country 1. I look and say, hey, there's two other games that were very good. One other game <laughs> that was very good and Donkey Kong Country 3. Um, please put them on there too. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I, I put this on here because I just wanted to laugh at Nintendo Switch Online that this is the big announcement. <laughs> <laughs> like, so... Let's just talk about Nintendo Switch Online. This thing's been out for nearly two years now. And... There's really not much on it, is there? (laughs) No. So, the SNES games that they have right now, like, they're perfectly fine. It's a good list of games. Mm. Um, Solid lineup. But... People... This is from my experience. Whenever there is a new batch of games that are coming out, People play them for like 10 minutes and then never go back to them. True, true. Yeah. And lately, the additions to the, to the SNES lineup haven't been great. So in the last, I want to say, update, 
we got Operation Logic Bomb, uh, a Japanese um, puzzle game, which actually was pretty good. I don't actually know the name of it. And Wild Guns, which is actually not a terrible game. I actually didn't mind it. So, like, it was fine. But then, like, after that initial batch of, like, the 20 Super NES games, that pretty much just had everything that you would expect from an SNES collection. Um, people, people want Nintendo 64. <laughs> Dude, if, oh my god, if Mario 64 came out on Switch, I, I would lock my door and you wouldn't see me until I came back out with every star. Like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. It really needs to happen. I mean, this would be this would be an announcement that arguably would be almost as big as the PlayStation Five. <laughs> wow, that's, that's that's for sure. Wait, yeah. so you're so you're saying you would want Donkey? Kong, you're saying that Donkey Kong sixty four on Nintendo Switch Online would be bigger than the PlayStation Five? I didn't say Donkey Kong sixty four, <laughs> but I'm just implying <laughs> it. <laughs> With, with, with the 64 comes all of these great games that exactly. they need to be on there. I mean, how long have people been asking for a remake to, uh, or at least a re-release that's not a DS game for Mario 64? How long have people been asking for Banjo-Kazooie to have some sort of representation? That's uh, probably not going to happen. No, yeah, I know. We got him in Smash. No, We're done. <laughs> Good uh, luck. Smash, 60, Smash 64. We'll get that down there. Uh, we'll get all, the, all these amazing games that really sold the N64 that people remember so, so fondly, but they don't get any sort of representation? You say that sold the N64. The N64 sold about 25 million units. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do too well, did it? Um, no, it actually classic, didn't. Cult classic. Yeah, cult classic. <laughs> but Regardless, though, yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Um, so, like, we pay, you know... Around $30 a year, which is a fair price for NES and Super NES games, but like, like people don't want that. The nostalgia right now, as someone who is a collector of games, is N64. People, are, people who grew up with an N64 want to play N64. And a lot of those, like some of those probably don't own a PC where they can emulate um, people want to play it on a Nintendo console. I'm I just fine. don't. I got my Nintendo 64 in my living room. Oh, just, unless you, unless you still, unless you, <laughs> unless you still own an N64 like Jay. <laughs> but for someone who doesn't have an N64 and has never owned one, you're just Unlucky. saying, I would love to have it. I'd love to play on it. I'd love to play N64 games. Give me Mario Kart 64. Give me. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers, the original. Give me Goldeneye. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh my! With like better improved controls, not the crappy ones on the N sixty four. Goldeneye on the Switch would be insane. Just make, just make a new Goldeneye game. Come on. <laughs> well, they tried that, and that didn't really work. It didn't work at all. It didn't. No. But I'm like, just imagine Goldeneye 007 with online multiplayer. And when we look at the. N64 games that have come to Switch, there are really two that are, like, only two that really stand out, that being Turok and Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer, which Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is fun on the Switch. Yeah, now that is, now this is pod hmm. racing. 
It may look terrible. It's a chonky boy, but it's still a good game. Even after all these years. <laughs> but it's like, come it's on. Masterpiece. It really is. And like, we can't experience these games. Like, Nintendo have been very stingy about it for like years now. Yeah. And God, it would shock me. God, it'd shock me even more if they got, if they decided to do GameCube games. Oh, yeah. Good luck. I mean, look, yeah. if they're not going to give me my Pokemon Stadium nuts and bolts, I mean, <laughs> on, on the Switch Online, I, it, it's, there's so many good avenues on the N64 <laughs> that you can get. Yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Donkey Kong 64 nuts and bolts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, oh that's fantastic. Even if they were to release this, uh, the N64 bundle, they wouldn't have to put much on it. I can see them putting three no. games on yeah, it. Exactly. 60, uh, Mario 64, uh, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask, and yeah. you're set for months. I wouldn't put... I'd put one of the Zelda yeah, games. I, would, I wouldn't I push would, it too yeah. far. Maybe Star Fox 64 or something. Uh, yeah, there you go. Star Fox 64. Uh, uh, they could wrap up the new Pokemon Snap by putting the old one oh, on the true. Switch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually, since, yeah, that's getting a new one. But, like, it's just... I really want... A, just I really want to play N64 games as someone who didn't grow up with one. Um, but, yeah, that, that's sort of our... That's us inventing about... Nintendo Switch Online, but we're going to go into another juicy little song. How about that? And this is Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. We're going to go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is by Sonia Bellasova and Gianna Ostinelli and Joey Beatty. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was Toss a Coin to Your Witcher by Sonia Bellasuvo, Gianna Ostinelli, and Joey Beatty. You were listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. Um, did you guys toss a coin to your Witcher? Always. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Love and, it. And, you know, I look at my watch, my imaginary watch right here. Um, Jay, can you, like, give me a can you ask me what time it is? Okay, okay, hold on a second. <clears throat> I gotta prep myself. I gotta prep myself. What? Okay, Con- I, I, no, that's not good enough. What? Oh, God, not good enough. Okay, hold on one more time. Connor, what time is it? It's it's the top of the hour. Boy, <laughs> that time. Just, just it's it's that time. It's it's it's, it's nine o'clock. It, it 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 should be nine o'clock right now. If even if it isn't, <laughs> just pretend it's nine o'clock. And. So what is, what's the top of the L? Well, uh, it allows me to uh, do all the plugs again. So if you want to listen to Player One in the podcast realm, go check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Omni. And Joe, go check us out on the socials. Joe's going to check us out on the socials at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Who's Joe? I don't know. I just said it. So Joe, check us out on the, on the social medias. And finally... Uh, go check us out on the Sin website at sin.org.au and go check out the fun little articles that we have. And now, it is time. It is time for the gaming garage match. I'll put a nickel on that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> 
And so, guys, we've got the two. I've, I've decided since we're, we're over halfway through this year already, despite the world, you know, ending as we speak, um, it's July. So, you know, <laughs> I think it's about time that we talk about some of the biggest releases of the year. So we have uh, The Last of Us Part 2 going toe-to-toe in fisticuffs against Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold over 11 million copies in its first 11 days. Last of Us Part 2 is the, I think is the largest selling PlayStation exclusive of all, or not maybe of all time. Um, who you got and why? Oh, yeah, this is a toughie. Yeah. Well, uh, look, yeah. it's, I like them both for different reasons, but I'm, the only reason I'm going to pick Animal Crossing is because like, I, I, just the way I game is different. I play a lot of competitive games like CSGO and, and stuff. And in between that, the game, I don't get around to much else. I don't do anything else besides competitive games. I don't get to story mode once. But if I'm chilling and I'm sitting on, on the couch and there is a game that I can bring with me on my Switch, it's portable, then it's just Animal Crossing every time. Either that or Breath of the Wild. And I'm a Nintendo fanboy till I die. But it's, it's got to be Nintendo for me. But I'll admit, The Last of Us Part 2 is brutal. I love it. Oh my gosh. And all, no, have you seen people? No, do, no spoilers. I won't. I won't. People have been. You can play the guitar in game. Not a spoiler. You can play a guitar in the game by pressing buttons on your controller. People are doing covers of Metallica <laughs> in, using the in game guitar. It's insane. That, that sounds fantastic. I have a friend, and the first thing he did was play Wonder Walls. So I'm, I'm already. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's a no no from me. This is the zombie apocalypse, and this is Wonder Wall. But do we just go straight into it? So, um, no, no, not a fan. Yeah, yeah, for me, I think I'm going to agree with Jay here and say um, Animal Crossing. Uh, as much as I am enjoying watching, I don't think I'll ever play The Last of Us Part 2. Ah, simply because I'm not a big fan of the story-driven PlayStation-exclusive style games. Um, and Animal Crossing is so, so accessible. It has the multiplayer aspect to it. Um, especially this year, it's more of an escape from what's happening outside, whereas The Last of Us t- oh, Part 2 is <laughs> a little bit too similar at the moment anyway. Um, but on top of that, it, it's... I know I was more excited for Animal Crossing for such a long this year and maybe of all time. Oh, how nice. Well, as, a, as someone who will go against the grain, um, I, tr- I played Animal Crossing. It was fine. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say about it. It was fine. And that is, a, that is apparently a controversial opinion to have. Um, so wow. I'm going to go Last of Us Part 2 because I have also been watching it. And though I do have some gripes, some issues with it, I have been enjoying that a lot more than I have Animal Crossing because I kind of like the tension that the game has. More so I like the tension. I like that sort of strategic aspect of how are you going to get past the, the, the zombies? <laughs> are you gonna what's Zombs. your strategy here are you gonna go guns blazing or are you gonna be super sneaky super tactical you know i like that and also because you know there are some very emotional moments in that game that made me cry and 
you know, both in tears of joy and tears of sadness. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers will be said. My lips are sealed. You're just going to have to play the game or watch it. Um, yeah, I, I got to pick The Last of Us Part 2 on this one. And then we are going to go into another song. This is Danger Line by Avenged Sevenfold. They're listening to Player One on Sydney, Connor, Jay, Bob. and Jacob. And that was Danger Line by Avenged Sevenfold. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And Jay, it, it, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, the, the world has the world has turned into brick walls for about four months now yeah um throughout that time we've had a lot of opportunities to play games and i want to ask what have you been playing throughout this past little while i'll be honest with you um i've played a lot more story since the whole virus is in lockdown i've played a lot more story driven games than i'm I'm able to admit in like, it's like, I I remember before Corona, the only story driven games I had played just because I'd been told they were so good was Fallout 4 and Detroit Become Human. And I'd played those two. And and the other ones I played were mostly competitive scene games like CSGO or League of Legends and all that stuff. But when the virus and lockdown hit, I realized just how terrible I I, like we're well, not terrible how how bad story driven games are for me because i played skyrim and i didn't realize how many side missions they would be until i started playing and my and my brain works differently i see these missions and i say if those missions aren't completed then the world would be plunged into chaos this this man needs his hit the wheel of his cart fixed what am i gonna do i can't leave him there on the side of the road so i i I started 100%ing like Fallout 4 and and Skyrim and Dragon Age Inquisition, which if oh, you've no. ever tried to 100% Dragon Age Inquisition, you should not. You should not do that because by the time you're done, you'll be 80. Like, oh my God, it's a game dedicated to giving you side missions to increase your power for you to continue doing main missions. So you just can't, every time you think, oh, okay, surely that's enough. Another side mission pops up. And it's, it's just the worst. But the best part about it is because of that, it's like training before a gym in Pokemon. Like I do all these side missions and I get to the main story and I'm like, you know what? I'm just kind of buff now. I'm just kind of a beefy boy. The, the skill cap, what is it? The skill leveling as you go on is good. They manage to keep it like the higher level you get, the higher you get. But Dragon Age Inquisition, absolute amazing game. You create your entire character from scratch and it's like dungeon. It's, it's even Dungeons and Dragons was a game. It's like Mass Effect style uh, storyline where you can pick different choices of, of what you want to say and, and you can build relationships with different characters. And when you say something to a character, it'll say like that person liked that or that person barely liked that or this person hates your guts. And I have to turn around and go, I don't care. Go shoot your crossbow somewhere else. Okay, you're a little dwarf. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I would highly recommend Dragon Age Inquisition just because it's taken me so long to get to it. I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I'm just a huge nerd in general. And when I heard that, when someone told me, hey, there's these two games that are basically 
video game versions of Dungeons and Dragons, I hopped on board and that was Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire and Dragon Age Inquisition. And I have, I've played, I've got them like two days ago and I already have 10 hours on both of them. So I legitimately don't have a life at the moment. <laughs> I should say, Jay, um, after playing Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, he is celebrating his 95th birthday. So yeah, exactly. Um, happy 95, <laughs> happy 95, Jay. I finally grew a beard. <laughs> so that that was a lot. Um, <laughs> yep. Has it just, like you've obviously been playing a lot more than some single player games. Um, yeah. Like obviously, Dead by Daylight. You mentioned. I am very again another proud achievement. Rank two. Do you, rank two. Do boys. you prefer playing as the survivor or the killer? Okay. Okay. Controversial take. Hot take. I think I love playing as a survivor and I have lots of friends that say that's because the killer is like no fun to play. And it's like, no, the killer's fun to play. Just survivor is more like challenging, which is again, everyone says, no, this is more challenging. This is more challenging. Personally for me, killer is a lot easier. I guess I have a more killer orientated like gameplay sense. I'm a lot, cause I, I guess I played a lot of competitive before then. So I was good. I was better at hunting people down than I was at running away from enemies. And so when I tried doing Survivor for the first time, I was like, what is this? There is, a, there is a person in front of me. I cannot attack him. No, I must run. And there is nothing I can do to attack him. There is no way to kill him. I have to run. That is the only thing I can do in this game. And so it's way more challenging to get better at running and being able to loop killers and, and, and 360 them, which is like all this terminology, but it's, it's just hard. And when I see things that are hard, my brain, unlike normal people, goes you know what you should do and i go what should i do brain he goes you should try and beat it and i go oh dan okay me and my brain don't have a good relationship it's it's a love-hate relationship i i feel like i need to throw up the um the the x for innuendo central there (laughs) (laughs) the uh the player one naughty alarm (laughs) so there we go um so I also do enjoy playing the survivor in dead by daylight. I think it's a really fun way to play because I do like that tension of having to run away. There have been some really intense chases that I've managed to both survive and then get myself killed from, yeah. <laughs> um, especially up against like the race. Oh, oh my God. No. The amount of times, um, like God, I love dead by daylight. I, I played on the switch, so there's not really much of a community behind it, but when you get a game it's always fun yeah um but no that's fantastic i love i love dead by daylight and i'm glad to hear that you're actually finishing games i know it's new to me too (laughs) we i have such a bad habit of never finishing games it's just nice to see that people are actually trying to beat games (laughs) it's it's nice it's it's just nice (laughs) (laughs) it's quaint and and you know what's also nice what's that uh well our next song and we are gonna go you know what i decided to go with something from the fallout series because that's what's gonna be our next story i wonder what that will be uh this is orange colored sky by nat king cole you are listening to player one on sin with connor jay and jacob and that was Orange Coloured Sky by Nat King Cole. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And I've 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 just I've just discovered this new story. This is not breaking news, but it is breaking news to me. Um, 
Fallout could be getting a television adaptation on Amazon Prime. Another gaming series going to a, a, a streaming platform. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So this was reported by Polygon. Um, they're just reiterating that there was a uh, little teaser trailer by the Fallout Twitter page, which uh, did at Amazon Studios with hashtag please stand by hashtag kilter films. This is going to be interesting. Um, so obvious, obviously we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of video games make that transition to television series. Um, there was the recent um, screenshots of what the Cuphead TV series will look like. Um, I, that was I think thing, yeah. um, the last of us is, I believe getting a HBO TV series. Um, I think I can't, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I do, there is something Last of Us, um, yeah, that's coming to television. Yeah. Um, geez, what's next? I know. Well, now it's just a matter of time. We wait till it gets released and see if it's more of a, you know, a Mortal Kombat 1 movie or a Mortal Kombat 2 where it's good, it's either good or it's really bad. And let's just hope they don't screw it up. I kind of see it as similar as like a Walking Dead Exactly. Yeah, the last one was so well Dead as a style Dead. show and Fallout too. Yeah, like it feels like it's going to be something like that. You could have, say, like I guess it depends which, like, how they're going to do it. If you're, if the main character is going to be like the vault dweller, um, which it probably should be, hmm. like seeing where the vault dweller le- like lands, whether yeah. it's good or evil, um, troubles with the super mutants. And then the wildlife yeah. and all that stuff. Um, a lot of these are sort of going off the success of The Witcher, in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely. Which was, that I loved it. Fantastic TV series, without question. Um, okay. Who do we want to play? Who do, who do we want as the star of the show? Who, who do we think could be potentially a vault hmm. dweller in the Fallout universe? Or as in who knows? which actor? Or yes. In, okay. Um, or okay. Who, who who could play Vault Boy? <laughs> Vault Boy. Oh, there's so many, oppor- there's so many options. Um, I've I I want I well, want the, the guy is, to. It's, it's. I want the guy who played Malfoy as the um the Vault Boy because he's blonde. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds in there. He makes oh. a good same comedy like style of Vault Boy and Ryan Reynolds. Well, that's the thing because it's, it's it's um it's being headed up by uh. Uh, the creators of Westworld, which did super, super well, there's going to be uh, some pretty good chance for some bigger actors in there that maybe aren't too busy uh, as, at the moment. Uh, look, fingers crossed. I really want to see, um, I just want to see him in everything, but Jeff Goldblum. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and he has that style. Have yeah. him the vault boy. <laughs> oh my God, no. Welcome to the, to the, to the, to the, to the vault. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, where do we see this taking place? So, in which sort of game universe could we see? Like, Fallout oh, 3 yeah. is in DC. It's, well, it's America, um, for sure, but... Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, Fallout 4 is in Boston. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Fallout 76 is West Virginia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God. Imagine if Fallout 76 was a TV series. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. You know what? That's not a... That's that's probably what they're gonna do. <laughs> the main character, oh, the main no. character 
is Todd Howard saying how great the game Todd is. Todd Howard releasing another picture of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the TV series. He comes on screen and says Ooh. Skyrim, and then he leaves, and then this this series gets critically acclaimed. Credits roll. <laughs> um, no, yeah, hmm. it'd be good because. The, I, I like that video games are getting more representation on other medias because yeah. it's yeah it's like it's either like with media it's like oh fantasy fantasy sci-fi but then games ha- like they have this whole other creativity to them with stories like you're never gonna like what like the the post-apocalyptic but in the 80s like it's gonna be so cool and their music the soundtrack for this tv series better be amazing well hopefully they play uh nat king cole that we you know, Orange Colored Sky are a great tune from the Fallout games. Um, yeah, like, I'm interested in seeing just how they'll go about it. That's all, really. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see who they have playing in TV series because the one thing that I love about The Witcher, um, Henry Cavill is a fan of the series. Yeah. Like, he likes the game, so he dude. knows how to play Geralt. Yeah, and a PC gamer too, not just a console, uh, a console guy. Proper yeah, gamer. Um, as someone who plays The Witcher Three Ooh. on their Switch. <laughs> oh, I'll be right back. I I, th- I thought I saw. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought you were free from the console dregs. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm gonna go back houses. into me. Get some go back into in my little sewers. <laughs> Get, <are> your sewers. <laughs> you thought like console the sewers? Oh no. <laughs> 30 fps for life it's okay (laughs) it's fine xbox told us the eyes the eyes can only see up to 30 fps it's fine that's that's a that's a corporate myth (laughs) but like i'm i'm very excited to see what's next um i don't know when we will get an update on this just because well the world is full of brick walls right now um Mm. As uh, once again, as of the day of recording, um, we are getting ever closer to lockdown. As of right now, Oof. it is quarter past eight. Uh, as the time of recording, it's about three hours and forty-five minutes till we are officially uh, covered by bricks. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that'll be great. Hopefully, we hear something soon. I'm hoping that we hear something about the Cuphead TV series because that is that's interesting. Um, we're gonna go into our final song. Of the day. And you know what? I'm in a fallout mood, guys. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't want to set the world on fire by the. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it's amazing! Yeah, oh absolutely. You are listening to Player One on Scene with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And that was I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the Ink Spots. Uh, you are listening to Player One on Scene with Connor, Jay, and Jacob. And I look at my watch again. It appears to be that time. Uh, we, it's time to close up shop. It's time to, you know, play some games, relax. Um, fellas, any final words? Um, thanks for having me back. Uh, even if it was a obviously not so pleasant topic, but um, no, it, it's great to be back and. Honestly, have fun playing games during the lockdown. It's going to be the best way to get through the uh, what, what I'm looking at as the Simpsons movie plot to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the yeah, dome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jay, any final words? Well, uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be present. Uh, you know, th- we've got games. I haven't completed any of them, and I, and I, I really want to go start playing Dragon Age Inquisition, so I'm going to say bye as quick as possible. But, you know, <laughs> I, well, now I'm just rambling. I've, I've opened the can of SpaghettiOs. I've got to sniff them. Uh, I'm... I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> uh, I hope everyone has a good day. I hope everyone has a nice time in lockdown, you know? Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, keep yourself sane as much as you can. Play some video games and play some Animal Crossing. Um, play some Last of Us. Play some, just play some games, really. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's game. And if you, you know, if you get bored, you know, go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni. Go check us out on the social medias as well at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player One Sin. And of course, go check out the Sin website at sin.org.au where we have some great articles, reviews, and all of the above. And yeah, tune in. Same Player One time, same Player One channel. Have a lovely week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. See you.